Carl Anderson. Lance Roilo. How's it going? Uh, man, it could not get any better. How's the baby? Man, this baby is apeshit and amazing. <laughs> uh, you're joining us for Real Parallels, which is a podcast that takes our fun discussions of favorite films and shows, and we pair them with uh, experts and celebrities with common themes, and we actually ask them to see if these movies reflect real life. We have Kini Zamora, who is a fashion designer, and um, he was on Project Runway. I, I hey agree. Guys. Ke- Ke- hey, Kini. Hey. Kini, what's going on? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Keeney. I I have to admit, that's like I'm like uh, I, I I sent you the link and I, I started talking to Lance. This is Carl, by the way. Great to meet you. Hi, nice to meet yeah. you. I am so I am. We are incredibly happy that you're here doing this with us. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, yeah, well enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining Thanks, us. Yeah, on real parallels. I mean, um, we, we were excited all week, and it's like we're actually kind of fighting. Like, well, I want to ask him this. I want to ask him this. I'm like, <laughs> you know, we're like trying to divvy up these questions because we we know we only have uh, X amount of time with you. But um, you know, right off the bat, um, I have been on YouTube, and I was telling Lance about this earlier, mm-hmm. and. I was just really impressed with your evolution over the years. Yeah, I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I think just seeing it now, I'm like, I just started rewatching my seasons, and okay, it's it is really is it's it's surprising you say night and day because it really is. I'm like, what did I say? What was that? <laughs> I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? Like, uh, I wish I said this. Yeah, that it's totally like that. <laughs> so, yeah, so, Keeney, uh, so just uh, to get a, a, a background on when we when we first met, we were I, yeah. I couldn't stop asking you questions about <laughs> Project Runway and, yes. and what it was like, and it was fascinating because I, you know, I watched it before, and then I, you know, till this day, I watched like Top Chef and all these like kind of competition shows. Mm-hmm. And what you told me was I was shocked at like mm-hmm. how it happened. So do, do you, can you recall real quick, like how, like the process or like what made you want to apply or send your video in and stuff like that? Yeah. So um, what I was saying was the, the full process of me going through and getting onto the show. Um, uh, I tried out six times. Um, it wasn't an easy Whoa. journey for me to get onto the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like I got on really easy. It wasn't an overnight um, success thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried out six times. I think twice um, I stood in, or three times I stood in open casting calls, which is five stand in line. And there's like a thousand people in line. And you basically go through like the first stage of interviews and get cut right there. Was that in Hawaii? Um, That was, was, no, it was twice in New York, once in LA. Wow. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was three times I did that. Um, One time, two times I sent in applications and then they give you a callback. So it was a closed casting. Um, And it's like a 30 page application. You send in pictures, 
uh, you have to do like a full photo shoot. Um, then you have to get asked to come in for a certain time slot. And that was in LA. Um, and it's all paid. You have to pay for all of this yourself to go oh, there. Like, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you deserved uh, it, man. <laughs> thank you. Um, and it's I I went through all of this. It was that's like I said, sixth time, and the I think the fifth time that I went, I was almost there. I was I got a callback, um, and I thought I got on. So you become a finalist. And I didn't know what the process was to get onto the show. And now getting to LA and then they give you a call back and you're like, okay, you're a finalist. And I'm like super excited. Mm-hmm. They're like, don't tell anyone. And I couldn't yep. say a word to anyone. So I couldn't call out to Ari who already got onto the show before other seasons. She was on before I was, mm-hmm. um, Jay Sorio was on before me. So I couldn't call them because they said not mm-hmm. to call anyone. At right. all. So I mm-hmm. didn't know the process of how it was, how it was. So I'm thinking I got onto the show. I didn't know or whatnot. So they called me back a couple of days after and they're like, all right, so you didn't get onto the show. You didn't get casted. So I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was, <laughs> this is the process. You know what I mean? I thought it was the finalist onto the show. They're like, no. So you have to get casted onto the show. So I was like, damn. All right. Like, oh, my man. Up high. Like, it was just weird. So uh, it came around again. And they, were, they actually emailed me. And they're like, all right, just try one more time. Um, we got all the footage that we needed. But we need you to come back um, and do one more online, one more interview on tv or on camera mm-hmm. so i just took up everything and kind of was like you know what uh, whatever this is it right i just i kind of had this like whatever attitude nothing to lose right kind of just, yeah nothing let's to see lose. what happens like, yeah, yeah whatever uh. yeah i did that and i told them i was like i'm only going to be here overnight because i don't have enough money to stay um basically take it or leave it and they were like okay so you're a finalist but we already have your um questionnaire interview because you did it the last time so i basically was there for the recording of the um casting um and they're like okay we already have the second interview and they're like all right so you're a finalist again so again i'm like okay whatever i did this already so i'm not even excited about being a finalist (laughs) (laughs) i've been there been there so yeah i've been there i'm like okay whatever i'm the finalist so i didn't even pay attention to it i kept on going with my week um and now this is a week there i left there the next day and they're like all right you're a finalist we'll just take the tape and then the next week they called back and they're like all right so we're flying you out to new york on wednesday um, this was a Saturday. They called me. They were flying you out to New York on Wednesday um, to be on a live casting um, taping. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be shooting that on Wednesday to see if you are going to be a cast member. So I'm like, oh, my God. OK, so this is like legit now. I'm going to be going through this whole process. Now, this is a Wednesday. I get I get to New York actually on a Wednesday. Um, I film on Thursday. Yeah, I get casted. I get actually casted like this is like now it's like really like going through like okay now I'm really like on the show and I really can't tell anybody so now I'm getting nervous I'm like all right so this is crazy (laughs) and they're like okay you're going home tomorrow you're going to be packing for a week and then you're going to stay for six weeks so I'm like 
oh so what's your okay. excuse like what do you like you're, you're packing your clothes and you're like oh uh, bye guys i'm just um, leaving my, <laughs> my excuse to everyone was basically just telling them that I, I looked at them and i'm like i have to be gone for six weeks and just catch the hint like and they're oh. all looking at me like oh, okay yeah, we, yeah. you know we're, we're just, we won't say anything but we know kind of what you got already oh, that's of course um <laughs> and i had to get everything in line and i already had my business started too so oh. i had a business partner at that time so i had to call my pa and i'm like hey i need updates for my business at least once a week and i had to like figure everything out within a week um and throughout that week you don't get paid you don't get nothing of course not um, yeah and the process throughout it it's basically just your um you just get notoriety mm-hmm. on tv so mm-hmm. it happened it was i want to say it, it was between like two to three weeks i was casted onto a show and then gone for six weeks and everything just went really quick and it was really fast um learning from production to what they did behind the scenes and I didn't know anything. I mean, I thought I knew what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you really don't. Um and I mean packing for six weeks in a week, I didn't have anything. I was like, I didn't know how to do product placement on TV. Um I didn't have nothing made for myself. Um, right. and they take away pretty much everything too because they have to go through your luggage yes um, yep. and they take away anything that's a certain color anything that's a print anything that has logos on it they go through pretty much every anything so wow um, yeah so what's um, it what's it like when you're when you're packing so be, before you got on carl and i were talking about like uh first day of school you know like yeah. you, especially as a kid you grow up you're like I'm going to wear the freshest shoes. I got the, (laughs) okay. So you're a designer, right? And you're going to go meet other designers. So are you thinking like, I'm going to wear like the freshest stuff and it's also stuff I made or like what, like what, what is going through your head? You have a week, right? And, and you're going to be on TV. Yes. What's your, what's your your process about that? Cause like literally if you wear something fresh, they can be like, Oh, you made that. Yeah. It's awesome. Or yeah, you made that. That's uh, or you know, like whatever. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so you're getting judged by the designers you're with, and then the you're getting judged by the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you're using, but as a designer, <laughs> you, you're really like. It, for us, we we're prone to just wear black a lot of the times, mm-hmm. where we fall behind a lot. Um, so for me, packing it was just trying to find something that would stand out and represent where I'm from Mm -hmm. and my Mm, culture a lot so it was packing a lot of my aloha shirts and anything that was like aloha attire Mm, Um, yes and anything that was logo but hidden Mm. in a sense I tried to fit into my wardrobe um can you where where are you where are you from and what's your you said like where you're from and your or your ethnicity or, or whatever where you're from Hawaii right I'm from Hawaii. So I'm from um, Liliha. I was born and raised in Liliha. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah. And I'm Hawaiian Filipino. Oh. So those, nice. yeah, it was real local boy um, <laughs> going yeah. to the city. <laughs> uh, but I, I, lived, I lived in New York um, in 2004 to 2006. So I knew the city. Oh, I right. knew, uh, and I, yeah, I lived there before. So I kind of knew 
what, what expect, New York right? was like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but being on TV in New York was something different. And then <laughs> not knowing who the uh, designers were, were something because there's a, a, a different perspective too to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there was, I can say there was other cast members that brought a lot of things that was taken away and mm. they had to go to H&M. They had to go to other places to <laughs> buy stuff. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they weren't happy at all that they couldn't wear oh my God. what they brought. Yeah. Why, um, why, why would they take it away? Just because it had a label on it where it was just it was, Yeah. There? It was their logo that was on it. It plastered oh, all oh. over their, their uh. shirts. Um, a lot of the things is really geometric. So because it's on TV, you can't wear too many geometric things because it right. distorts camera. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. A lot of white, like fully white things. A lot of people brought that. Um, just like color wise, they were looking at a lot of things that they couldn't wear. So they took it all away. Um, yeah. So, of course, as a designer, too, you know how to style things. So they knew they couldn't wear things with e- with each other. Mm-hmm. So designers just weren't having it and they just didn't <laughs> like it. So <laughs> I can't even, like, that is, out, of, out of all the yeah. groups of people that you have to be like, you can't wear that. That is literally the yeah, one yeah. group that is like, oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm wearing this. And then you have yeah. to be like, oh, by the way, yes, you, I have, you have to go to H&M. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to go to H and M. I know that thing that you made that you know blood, sweat, and tears that you love. Yeah. By the way, go to H and M. Yeah. Go to H and M. Yeah. 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 And, and go buy this and wear that instead. What, oh gosh. What, Keeney, I do want. I do want to say this. Your Filipino side. I mean, six times you tried out. You are relentless. That is definitely <laughs> right. No, that's awesome. awesome. Relentless. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can totally understand when it comes to like uh, when you were uh, trying to get on the show. You know, I had a restaurant where I had a, a chef who went to Top Chef and oh. immediately like they, they the process was absolutely different uh, mm-hmm. for a cooking show because they sent people to the restaurant to make sure she could cook and just to make sure that she had, you know, a good look for the show, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But um you know, all of the um, non-disclosures that we had to sign, like you can't talk to anybody about it. Can't talk to anybody about it. Mm-hmm. When the whole time I'm like, oh man, in six weeks, I am throwing the biggest party from <laughs> restaurant when she gets back. Like we're making plans over these six weeks, right? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she, uh, she, she was telling me that um, uh, there's two things, her reality sh- top chef, there's two things that they kept her. One was, you know, emotionally charged and the other one was drunk. So <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I wish we had because I think it'd be a lot easier. Um, but with us being on Lifetime, we weren't allowed. When did it switch from Bravo <laughs> to Lifetime? Um, it switched. I want to say it was like season nine and then or eight or nine. Mm-hmm. It switched from Bravo to Lifetime, then Lifetime back to Bravo recently. I want to oh. say, like, right after us, it went back to Bravo. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, yeah. That's, hmm. yeah. And, and now, like, I get to talk to a lot of cast members from different seasons. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of friends from all over, from all different seasons, because we get to go back and see f- finale collections. And we, I made a lot of friends from, all different 
seasons from fashion shows that we get to we play we're placed in afterwards mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i get to talk to all of them and see how their seasons were and a lot of them were from bravo some of them were from lifetime and that's kind of like the unanimous thing was um more of the freedom mm-hmm. it was less freedom in one um from Bravo, yeah. it was a lot of yeah. freedom that they gave them. And then from Lifetime, it was kind of like held back. That's so yeah. cool that there's yeah. like an alumni. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like that you yeah. have this network. Yeah. yeah. And it must be like this. I mean, it's it's obviously an amazing uh, bonding process, you know, because through each of the seasons, like there are commonalities that you're like, oh, man, you know, we're, we're all part of this, uh, you know, brotherhood now of mm-hmm. who've been through this. So... I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. And I, I want to feel like we nobody knows what we went through. Um, right. And a lot of times people think that because they see us every week on TV and they think they know the whole process. Um, but going through it, I think it's a really different story. Oh, um, go, go over it. To, go, yeah. go over it. No, tell, <laughs> cool. no, I was telling, I mean, obviously I told uh, Carl and I said, yeah. you know, when I, when I, the, after I first met you, I was like, oh man, Keeney's telling me all the, all the, you know, behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. I was like, it's crazy. He's got like a PA and all this stuff. And yeah. So yeah. like, please share like so, what, what happened during the day? Like, you know, I, so yeah, like from me going there like how i said it was me going from casting to packing my um packing for a week going there getting on the show um and then we were pretty much put straight into a room by myself um and um, oh, like man. we were like secluded it was basically i didn't know who my cast members were so we didn't find out who made it or not um and it was on TV because we we figured out who were who made it or not. Mm-hmm. But then we were taken from there. We were sent back home, packed for a week, and we didn't know who we each other were until mm-hmm. we were introduced, quote unquote, introduced um, that next day when we arrived back in New York. Um, and we all had to. There's this the saying called, um, oh my gosh, hard ice. So they put you on hard ice when you're in the show i've never heard <laughs> that before yes yeah, so it's called hard ice and you can't talk so you can't talk to anybody because they want to catch oh. it on yeah oh and if you... wait a minute wait a minute so you're in the same room starts... but you cannot talk yes so <laughs> so if you are and, and so i heard about so if you are talking and maybe there's something that's happening they will tell you stop 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 they'll hard get ice, a camera yeah. they'll, yes. they'll get a camera on you immediately but they want you to stop yeah yeah exactly wow or you just can't if they say hard ice you cannot talk at all so imagine (laughs) being in a room with your cast members that you were just like fighting over or you just had a serious conversation on camera with and they tell you hard ice oh man you're like you're uh, both stewing you're stewing So what's the, what's the, what's the purpose of that? Is that so they can like start filming or what, why would they Yeah, so they can, they want everything on camera and they want everything to be recorded. Oh, got it. So they're wanting to get all of that. (laughs) Drama. Because, yeah. (laughs) And they want to just like, they, because there's, there's moments where when you're working 
uh, in the workroom, mm-hmm. it's silence. So they'd rather have you talk about it on camera. Once you're mic'd, they have basically the right to f- record you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The only time that you don't have is in the restroom. Um, Got it. Right. So that, that's when they turn it off. Mm. Uh, but they're but they're waiting there on the outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So once you're back out, they're like, okay, he's coming back and you can start recording everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So somebody like me who just came from packing, getting there and not knowing anything, being secluded in a room for a day and then bam, you're right on a show being mic'd up. Um, and then now you have a PA that's uh, watching you and working with you every single day you're really treated really good like really well i mean you have breakfast lunch and dinner waiting for you um and then you're put straight on camera you're mic'd up all day from 5 30 in the morning till about 12 o'clock at night and you have a camera in your face how, how many it's... how many cameras is it like one camera per person or how does that, that you so the beginning we first started off with uh, 16 people mm-hmm. so there was a lot of cameras in the room there was i want to say that yeah there was like five to six cameras mm. constantly running around oh, um there was yeah there were sound guys all over the place um uh, always constantly all over the place and um once it started to dwindle down i want to say there was like maybe one or two cameramen um in every room so whenever you're yeah whenever you're sewing there's someone by (laughs) you in your face (laughs) Uh, so so recording now when someone's recording me or when we do any type of b-roll like whatever uh, and they're like yeah i'm like they're like oh i'm gonna be recording you i'm like oh yeah i don't you know the well, attention to that like that's like nothing to me <laughs> when did when 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 did they become i don't know if this is the right term but when did it become like invisible like you know like um, when you were just like oh I, the camera's there but i'm not going to act any different it's just there you know i think it was i want to say like the third or fourth day that we were recording mm-hmm. um you just kind of tuned them out because it gets, I, I want to say, yeah, like the f- third or fourth day that they were doing it, mm. you just don't pay no mind to them. They just start to blur out or <laughs> fall behind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it does. It, it, it takes some time to get used to it. But when you're with them 12, 12 hour days, you just tend to become a robot or they just become <laughs> the wall sometimes. Right. Man. Yeah. yeah. And if you have to get to a machine, they're sometimes in a way in the way. So you just run by them or like you tell them to get out of the way. Like you're trying to get to a machine. <laughs> oh, uh, so, yeah. so, so Keeney, we, we know, we know that, um, you know, uh, the re- reality shows are like, they're, I mean, they're especially project wonder. Great. Fantastic for notoriety. And obviously, uh, this synergy that you can gain from all of these people that are involved in the project. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, would you, do you think that um, what you learn on the show actually reflects like what designers in the real world would go through? Um, I think so. I think what I took away from it in the end watching it was um, the criticism that you get these are people in the profession. I think yep. a lot of people don't realize that they're on a show uh, with people that's uh, like Nina Garcia. She's an editor in chief 
for a magazine. She's been in the business for years. Yeah. Um, Zach Posen, who's a designer who started for his own business from nothing. He's a fashion designer, noted fa- fashion designer. These are people in the industry who know what they're talking about. And a yes. lot of times people get so defensive when people, when they're so close to their craft and so close to their art, when they get a critique from someone outside, they get really defensive. Um, yeah. So <laughs> right. it, it, it's really hard. And of course. I understand. I totally understand that. But Yeah, you put your heart and your art out there. Uh-huh. And uh, for someone to just say, uh-huh. even if it's a small, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. I don't agree with it. And it's yeah. horrible. I don't agree with it. You know, you you just get uh, incredible. I see that with chefs too, right? Because like Mm -hmm. chefs are so grumpy is they put their heart and their art on a plate every single night just for like Uh 60%. They'll be like, hey, this was cold. This tasted like dog food. What is this? Is this chicken? No, you know, obviously it's a toll on you. Um, What what do you have? what, what, What do you think is the best way to combat that? is um because as you know it's just business right but mm-hmm. you also know that um you know what works now may work later on what what would be the best way to to combat that those horrible voices in your head that <laughs> so upset <laughs> when you i think learning how to take it with just a grain of salt and mm-hmm. really just stepping back and looking at what, looking at it from their point of view. Yeah. Um, the great thing is that we had Tim there as a mentor. He really, truly is the person that you saw on television. He's the yeah. nicest person. Wow. He speaks from the heart. He's not there to downplay anything. And when people throw him on the, the bus and say, you know, he said this. You're ultimately the designer. So you made the choice to either follow what he said or you can go forward with what you thought you should have done. Right. He's just offering like suggestions, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And really just saying what he he saw from like a third, like outside again, that you can see this inspiration coming from the beginning. But when you, when somebody else comes from the outside, they can totally see something different so you want that perspective fresh eyes and exactly before it hits the judges Mm -hmm. you want his perspective first because he's not getting he's not judging it at all right so you have to make sure that he's telling the truth he has no time to change it he has no stake right exactly yeah Yeah. Hmm. so very nice to hear yeah so when he says those kinds of things it's time to like either change it or just revamp things to make it better or you can stick with it um or just uh, i would just reassess things that's what i always look at um Mm -hmm. because yeah i just look at it from fresh eyes that's how i see it that's how i always when when you were when you were designing you know for the various challenges did you was it ever in your head to like design it because you thought a certain judge would like it more or was it always just like in once you had it in your head that was it like did the did the what you thought the judges were gonna like was that ever something that you considered no i never did i never thought like that Mm. um everyone always asked me like how i designed and how i could 
think or design really quickly. And the one thing that I, that was a secret that I had was I had things that I always put like in a sketchbook or I always thought to myself, like if I ever got into the show, I tried out six times. So <laughs> I had to have something set in plan. Right. Like if I ever make it onto a show, um, here's designs plan? that I would use. Yeah. Right. So I already go- had, <clears throat> yeah. It was like, I have these 20 designs that I have in mind that mm. I can put in place. Like, Oh, this is the unconventional challenge. This is what I can, this is what I'm going to use. So I had these kind of like designs in mind um, because all of your inspiration is taken away. Um, mm. I said before, like you were, you're put in a white room. Your, your living space is basically a white room with Ikea furniture. So your inspiration is pretty much taken oh, away man. from you. <laughs> and no, and no, uh-huh. no, no laptop, no cell phone. Right? Nothing. All of your electronics is taken away. There's no photographs, uh, no personal photographs at all either. There's no books. Um, you're drained from all of your inspiration, a hundred percent. There's no TV, so you don't go home to a TV to go and watch the news. No, nothing. Um, so you have to come inspired, right? In some way, there was just a picture window that we could see the harbor, and that was in New Jersey. That was, our, <laughs> <laughs> that was our inspiration every night. So we used to sit by it and look outside. Um, but it was darkness every time we used to come back. So it wasn't really that much inspiration. Wow. Um, so that was kind of like how I took it. Was I had some forms of inspiration, but you get really drained like at the end pulling through mm-hmm. at, i mean towards the end of the season you just kind of uh, you're pulling from nothing already right. you're like all right i have but- three designs left in my mind and this is all i have left <laughs> <laughs> but keeny that's that is by design right they 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 wanted to make sure that it was pure like in its essence mm-hmm. so right yeah. so that you were you were influenced like it came yeah. from this placed deep down under so yeah. i think, yeah. i think that's a pretty yeah. interesting psychological <laughs> mess with your head type. <laughs> yes yeah. yeah i remember uh, the they i i watched an episode where they uh they brought you to a theater and they made you guys design oh god what was it they got they made you like use like material from the movie theater to like make dress. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was our unconventional challenge. Yeah. Yep. I was like, what do you, how would you even like, uh, what was your thought? Were you just like, Oh my God, what's going on uh, here? That. Yeah. I think <laughs> when I rewatched that one too, I think I was like, what was I going to do? I had, I had no clue. Uh, it was just grab as much uh, Stuff. things that I could get <laughs> and put it in a bag because that's what we all we had. Um, and work with it. And the one advice that Tim gave us throughout when we ever was, it was a unconventional challenge was make things that wouldn't look like fabric um, because mm. that's what they don't like. Uh, they don't like things don't. that if it's going to look like fabric, then they already know that, you know, it's going to be easy for them. To oh, touch. got it. They like things that's really unconventional. They mm. don't care. Right. And I think for that challenge, I think that's why Amanda won. She did this like fringy type dress. It was basically like a see-through thing. And that's why she won. It was like different. Basically nothing. Yeah. It was yeah. Very different. There, there, there was a controversy in one of the episodes where um, I apologize. I don't know the girl's name. But she made, it was supposed to be some kind of taking an old photo 
and making it like new and she made what looked like i i'm not saying it one of the other contestants said it it looked like a jetpack does yeah. that make yeah 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 that one. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so that one i remember seeing it and some of the during the uh the you know the cut scenes they were saying like you know a lot of people didn't like it but some people liked it because it was so uncon like that little metal thing it looked Piece yeah that little yeah. piece looked so different mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so and and she really did she designed for things that it looked very unconventional but it was for the day-to-day -day or everyday type of clothing right um and i know just watching it now it was i was sad that she was kind of ridiculed for that was being really out of the box and stepping out of the box right um for a lot of her designs hmm. for yeah throughout the season wait so for all of these for all the people who want to be like you because like just just like you know, you have had people that you look up to and still look mm -hmm. up to the people who are even close to you. Like, man, how do I reach that next point? Yeah, no. Um, well, there is the one thing there. There's a couple of things. So there's so many outlets and schools out there that can train you to do and to become a designer. Um mm. Like in Hawaii, there's there's HCC, there's the UH system um, for designing for fashion technology. Um, around the world, there's FIT, there's Parsons, FIDM. Um, but I think now the world that we live in, um, I think for the younger generation, one thing I always tell everyone is just to be creative, constantly be as creative as you can be. Don't follow into the norm of people doing what they what you see out there already. Um, a lot of times people conform into what is being sold um, mm -hmm. and not being as creative as they can be. Um, the followers will come after. I mm -hmm. think we're so stuck on seeing um, the followers come first and then we become creative second. Um, when we can be creative first and then see the followers come being creative. Right. Um, and the second is there's so many different aspects of being a fashion designer. There is the sketching side. There's the pattern making side, the sewing side, uh, the social media side, um, all these different departments that, yeah hats that i wear uh to do what i do um yeah. that you can learn you may yeah. not want to do the things that all the things that i do um there's little things that you may fall into that you love to do there's mm -hmm. people that um just love to sew or just love to do intricate hand work um there's people that just love to do evening wear um they love to just work with denim they just love to do outerwear um i think people or the generation now uh they love to do or just get into it thinking that they, they want to do all of it um and that's not where i began i began trying to learn bits and pieces first um me that's knowing important. or that's doing all of this oh. yeah, yeah. I didn't overnight, I didn't do this overnight. This wasn't something that I learned 
every overnight. This was yeah. going to show my age, but this <laughs> took me 20 years, <laughs> 25 years to learn how to do this, uh, how to have this evolution behind my belt. Um, so I loved, I found to love all of this. What was the um, first, yeah. what was your first foray? Was it like sewing something? I, I know that you said the first thing you said in an interview I saw online that the first mm-hmm. thing you made I were a pair of, pair of jam shorts. Yeah, right? that, that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So was that was that the was that like was that the first like success where you were like oh like I'm actually good at this? Is that yeah? Like, was that it? It yeah. was. Mm-hmm. It was working with like poly cotton and cotton creating um, jam shorts. And you were ten, right? You were ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were ten, and then you were like, "This is." This, wow. is, awesome. like, this is it. Right. <laughs> wow. No, no, it's, it's from, funny because yeah. like you always you, you hear about people that are, you know, basketball players or artists or painters or whatever, and they're just like, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like when I was young, I had an early success mm-hmm. and it it made them it, it had like a positive feeling and they're like, This is my call you know, this they don't know it's their calling, but like this is my interest, <laughs> you know. So is that yeah. So there it was, right? It was a pair of jam shorts. Yeah, and... it was that. It was that. It was like I could create something um, that was going on in my head. It was like I want to make stuff that I could draw out and really like create a three D image off of something that I was sketching. That was in your head, That's, right? It was like that, in yeah. your head. Yeah, like something that was going on in my head, and I could show people and tell people with a 3d image like this, as a creative yeah. person it's really hard to tell people like i have this idea mm-hmm. that i want to do i want to make but they when i'm telling them about it they're like i don't understand so what you have to do it about. yourself right yeah it's like here let <laughs> me show you you know what what, what did, how did you feel how did you feel the first time that you saw i don't know when this happened because i didn't see it in any interviews but we're gonna find mm-hmm. out now <laughs> when when was the <laughs> first time that you saw someone wear something you made and like how I, i'm uh, sure that felt like crazy oh yeah and, and, by, and by, the way, you made. by the way you were you were talking to you were talking to two people who constantly have concepts that we have to describe to people they're like oh man we just better do it <laughs> i'm telling you a concept and people are like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so yeah so uh, I, I i from what i can remember i want to say it was a top that i made my mom it was for mother's day Aww. um i didn't have anything that i could because so what my mom used to do before was she always made or she always gave me for my birthday after i started to make my own jam shorts and clothing Mm -hmm. she used to buy me fabric for my birthday oh that's um, awesome she's so encouraging that was my thing to get yeah Yeah, it was like that's what you were gonna get now and i love it so i always used to get like that kind of stuff um so for her mother's day gift that's what i was like okay now i have all this fabric i can make her something now so it was like a surprise i was like let me just try and make um a top for her and i asked my auntie i was like because she my auntie that taught me how to sew i was like let me just try and make this like tank top that i can try and see if i can do and i wanted to do it on my own so i just kind of got the pattern put it all together and it was so it was like this achievement that i Mm -hmm. i did on my own and it was uh, almost like this thing that was in my head like it's a surprise it was something that you know it was like an accomplishment 
of I got this like to this next step of I can do something else and it was like mm-hmm. women's clothing um and it was almost like I could see like the need and then um I could see right. a future for it um so that was I think it, I, as I can remember right now That's it was so the top awesome. that I made my mom for the money <laughs> yeah. Yeah. wow yeah hey <laughs> Keeney, I actually wanted to get back to a, something that you said earlier that I found really. So I, one of the one of the things that you, uh, as one of your tips that you would say to somebody starting out, is mm-hmm. to um, be bra- like you. Basically, what I what I heard was, be brave. Don't do what uh, what is the norm out there, and take take risks and mm-hmm. chances. Um, that sounds yep. incredibly scary, especially to most of the creatives out there, right? It's like, how scary is that to be able to say like, well, here's something that I think is pretty cool, but it doesn't look anything like what any, what is out there. And I guess the biggest thing is like, you know, it's the fear of being either laughed at or saying it's no good or people not understanding your vision. Um I mean, what would you say to people who automatically would say that? Like, hey, wait, Keeney said to be brave, but it's so hard. <laughs> but it's so hard <laughs> to be brave. Like, I have this this three sleeved yeah. shirt, and I think it's cool. <laughs> Sleeve coming out of the navel, and um, I think I think this is the next trend, right? Yeah, that is for me. Hearing someone talk about mm. their art and their purpose of why they did something and speak about it in a way that they can be convincing and feel the love for what they just made and created um, can show more than what they just created or what they just put out there. Um, If they can explain it and their, it's, the risk that they put out there and they show all of that, I feel like is a lot more than anything that they'll put. If they were to just make a two sleeve collared shirt, um, if they had a purpose for that extra sleeve in there, or if they said, you know, this is, uh, I just created a two sleeve shirt because I, uh, because I've seen this before. I I haven't seen this before because it's da da da. Or if they say it was a purpose for this or, this is what my art, yeah. this is what I was told yeah. in my mind to do. If they had a real story that really intrigued mm-hmm. the audience, you would buy into it. You would just want to know more about that artist or you would want to see more. Um, I think that's what really sells art and it sells a lot of like the creativity in people. Um, when you're inspired for, for me, when I get inspired, there's always this deeper story uh, in clothing um, that you want to yeah. tell people. Um, whenever I create like a a campaign or an image, I, I tell people this all the time is I don't want people to just give me, oh, that's pretty. I don't want this one word adjective that people tell me, oh, that's nice, that's pretty. I want people to, even to tell me that's ugly and ask me why, I'd rather have that then people tell me that's nice mm. and look past it because I want a conversation. I want them to ask me, yep. why did I do that? And want to know what was my inspiration or they see something else from it that uh, I never saw. 
I want to spark a conversation from something that I've created. I have, that's I, you know what, what you bring I that up. I, I actually have a question. So you had, uh, you in the interview I saw on TV, I think Honolulu Magazine did it. Sorry mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, but uh, you had a mm -hmm. black and mm -hmm. white dress. I don't, if from your capsule collection, apparently. And uh, it was mm -hmm. divided into four, like white and black and divided. But I didn't, I didn't, mm -hmm. I, so I live here, but I'm not all familiar with what it meant. But what did you mean? So it was basically, I don't know how to explain it, but black and white and like kind of divided. And you said that it, it represented like the division, if I'm not mistaken. What did that dress represent exactly? Oh, yeah, so it was like the mod, it was an homage to the mod um, phase also. That division was, I went to, it was for the Monokia movement. I got inspired by mm -hmm. the Monokia movement. I went there when it first started and I went and hiked up um, onto the mountain, on, uh, not the mount, not the actual mountain, but um, mm -hmm. the mountain behind it. And I got to sketch and I saw this, um, it was a, there was like this division of the road and there's this division of where, I don't know if it was burnt from mm -hmm. a, a fire or the lava stopped, but you could see this greenery where it could have been green grass. Mm. Oh. It was like black rock. Um, and that's where I could see like this division from how it could have been like a black and white um, and green and uh, green and black where that's how I saw this, almost like this four-part division. Oh, so it was like literally like that's how I cut saw it. out. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Um, and then I saw this kind of like as being this division of people and this division of how a lot of times we are mm -hmm. a little bit divided at times, um, but we find this common ground um, as being together. So there was this sweeping white right. piece that came over her shoulders um, and we find this common ground sometimes um, and we are mm -hmm. together at once sometimes. So it was all this division. It was this four part division in our life in, in our lives, but we somehow find a togetherness that kind of covers us all together and connects us all together. So that was the inspiration wow. for that. So, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> I love, I love when you're talking about inspiration, Keeney, I got, I got to be, I love it because you can mm -hmm. hear it in your voice. And, and you know, bef before we got you on, uh, Lance and I were talking about um, uh, getting in the zone, right? And one mm -hmm. of the things that I know that Lance was uh, really curious about was, you know, when, uh, when you, um, like, what do you have, like, a, a ritual or a routine or something? Is there something that you do to set yourself up to get in that zone to just start hammering stuff out. He, Lance was mentioning that you just like whipped out a sketch, you know, just thinking about stuff. And like, and just... yeah, and I, I have it on film. It was like, it literally, I remember we were like, hey, can I get some B-roll of you doing something? And you're like sat down and you're like making this amazing drawing as if like, as if like I'm making a stick figure. You were like drawing like this highly elaborate, like dress sketch as if it's nothing. And I was just, yeah, so my curiosity was, um, I know when certain people, I, I have friends that are in the creative field. I know when I'm trying to edit a photo or something, like I have to, I sit at my desk 
I make a cup of tea or coffee or something. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I need everything around me to be the way I like it. And I like doing it at night typically, mm -hmm. yeah. but I just wanted to know, like, what is your sequence of like of your ritual? Like, do you have to make, or you said in an interview earlier that you like drinking coffee. Like, do you have to make a fresh cup and then you can start? Or like, what is, what is the pro? Like, what is, are you, you're not <laughs> yeah. are you just like, you no, know, no. I'm so talented. I can just hit For, the, the sketch pad and boom. Keeney, <laughs> I already know you, you look at yourself in the mirror I mean, and you just look at yourself in your eyes and you just no. go like, let's fucking do this. And then, no. and then it happens. I already know. <laughs> Uh, no 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 it takes it takes a long time like we uh, of course we do the generic you know everybody does like the mood board and I, we talk about this all the time but even if we do like the mood board thing sometimes it doesn't come up like I can sit at my table and it's like okay they can pressure me the team can pressure me and be like all right did we get the sketches like what are we doing and I'm like, <laughs> I have no clue yet like we don't have it like we, it's, nothing's coming to me yet um, but it, it can be just like a, sometimes it's it comes in a dream or it's like I will come in or it's like late at night and I just have to put like my pencil to paper and it'll just mm -hmm. like flow and once it stops it just stops mm -hmm. and I just have to come back to it um, and I can sketch like 10, 10 designs I've seen and it. I don't it'll just it. like go <laughs> and then once that, <laughs> that 10 it's done like I don't I don't go any, any further mm -hmm. than that because it's just crap Um but I don't think it can be I, for me. It's not like uh, like that. It's like a cup of mm -hmm. coffee where everything it just has comes to, be to clear. Um, it, it really just like it has to be in the right mm -hmm. mindset for me. Um, sometimes I don't even work off of having the mood board in front of me. Like it has to be right mm -hmm. in front of me, and I have to look at it. Um, it really just I think for me it just has to be like in a mood. Like a lot of times, uh, it, it's not an inspiration. Isn't for it's, it's not just an object it's like being in the right yeah. mood and mindset uh, it's sometimes it's not physical it's not uh, a, a thing it just has to be like set in your mind in order to get that out there have you have you ever had have you ever had what's um the equivalent of writer's block yeah. Yes, <laughs> it, it, I have. Yeah, where sometimes I'm just like staring off, and they all look at me like, "Is everything okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I just don't know what I'm doing right now." But, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they, they're like, oh, like, they're a little worried sometimes when they look like, at me. Uh -oh. like, uh, we no. should be worried. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I just need some time. Like, just leave me alone. I'm good. I can't go. I think he needs a vacation. He's planning his vacation already. I can tell. No, no, no. Nothing, Keeney. We're just, we're, just, we're fine. Uh, well, that's that's pretty cool. I, but you're I, you're, at, yeah. you're at a place in your career yeah. now, though, where you don't need to be able to uh, produce produce um, incredibly rapidly, though, right? It's like like right now, or well, or, or, I, well, I still do. Like it's it, so I with my custom clients. That's where well, the sketching part comes into when I had to learn how to sketch really quickly when I do um, when mm -hmm. I work with my custom clients when they come with me. And I use, so what they do is they bring um, inspiration photos of what they're looking for. And I work with that to give them yeah. what they want. Um, and I put my stamp on it, the Kini Zamora 
image that I think that they should be using, um, using my expertise and like their body type and all of that stuff. So we work together and I have to sketch something out right in front of them. They're expecting uh, a design off of what, what, what are they, what are they, inspiration. Uh, what are they <laughs> I have to, like, what are the types of things? Sometimes, sometimes they, they will just bring like five. I always ask them to give me mm-hmm. an idea of what they want. So if it's a bride giving me a design of a dream dress, they come to me with a, des- a, a dream dress because this is a, a bride who mm-hmm. dreams of this all their life. So I have to go off of their dream and make also, their dream think? come true <laughs> through pictures. Right? Yeah, like, okay, this is wait, what they were wait. thinking of all their life. I actually want to know who these people are. And one day I hope <laughs> so wealthy that I can be like, I, uh, Keeney, I'd like you to make me a uh, biking outfit. I plan to go to Whole Foods, but I need an outfit for it. My bike is black. And um, I'm just going to go get nice. a steak and <laughs> I know. How, how many, if you don't mind, if it's okay, if, uh, how many of those clients do you actually have? And it is, is it specialized? Like, like you were saying for a special day, like brides, but do people actually just like, I want some casual wear. Uh, Cause I got a hot, I got a hot date. Yeah. <laughs> we, <Wow. laughs> we, we range from, I want to say like 10 mm-hmm. brides a year um we have pageant clients um we have proms uh during the beginning of the year and then we have throughout the year we so you have have clients who are like i want a kini zamora custom dress (laughs) Uh (laughs) Wow. Uh, but they they come to me and they want certain things and they they i tell them these are inspiration photos and I will let you know if this will work for you um, and I'll give them all the options and we'll sketch out an idea of what I Dang, think. That's when you know you've really made good it. In. That's, when you um, know. that's when you know. That's when you know. When, you can, when you can be like, go up to a designer and be oh. like, I want new clothes. This is in my dream. Please make this. But that's when you, that's when you made no, it, Carl. Right? That's, you know, I, that's I really, I'll, this is, this is, I, I, I used to be kind of a, a label, uh, you know, a, a label I'd like to say who I was wearing. That was in the past. But, but I think it would be really cool to be like, oh, wow, what a cool shirt. Is that a Tory? No, it's a Keeney custom. Yeah. It's, no. a, it's a company. Yeah. It's actually no. You cannot, no it's not off. Yeah. The, I think the term that you're supposed to say, Carl, is it, it's not, it's, wait, is it not off the shelf? Yeah. Or something like that. It, off the rack. It's not or, off the rack. rack. Yeah. Like, oh, or is, is where, yeah. where, where'd you get that from? Oh, you can't get it. My, uh, yes. my designer. <laughs> my guy. Yeah. He made it. Designed. It's just not designed me. for me. It's not available for the likes of you. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so you make, so they, they come up, they, they give you pic. Is it always pictures or is it just like, or whatever? Sometimes it's, they mm-hmm. just tell me whatever. Sometimes it's yeah. just pictures. Um, sometimes they just give me, I, I, I like to meet with them because sometimes they think they know, like, this is what I want, mm-hmm. but that's not their style. So putting them in something that, you know, they want this like sexy Rihanna picture where it's like almost half naked. And I'm like, 
um let me see what mm, tell me right. what your style is and they're like oh i wear i wear the i i wear jeans i wear i don't really show off this much and i'm like okay so you show me two different people <laughs> right that you want to be like you're you're not this so do you want to be this person because if i put you in something skimpy then you're you, not you, gonna wear it you're not right. gonna feel comfortable like i want you to feel confident in something and i want to emphasize uh, what I do is I try to emphasize the beauty that they mm-hmm. that is within them. I don't try to give them something that they're not because they're just going to put on and they won't feel good, oh, feel comfortable with, yeah, and uh, right. yeah, and they won't feel good, yeah. Oh, I so I mean, yeah, if it's a, if it's a Halloween <laughs> costume, then great, you know, I'm going to put you. That's in a costume, you want, right? Right. I'm not oh, going to make you that's, feel that. I've yeah, always, I, I've always said, I have always said that, um, it, you know, when I used to live, it's over a decade now, but I used to live in Chicago and I used to wear a suit to work every day, right, and. You can tell when people wear suits, like people would always say like, oh, you wear the suit really well, but it's, um, it's truly, it's like, I choose the suits and I choose the cuts that I feel great in. Comfortable in. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. you, you're absolutely right, Keeney. It shows it, it, because people <laughs> yeah. don't feel comfortable, even though they might like the way it looks, if they don't necessarily feel comfortable in, like, I don't know if this is me, that shows well too. Yeah, it's funny yeah. that people yeah. say, you know, <laughs> you know, like I, I mean, I, I do like fashion, and when people are like, oh, like I'm not into fashion, I'm like, you know what, you probably are. You just don't. You're thinking of fashion like fashion shows. You know, I'm talking about like, you know, like my guy friends are mm-hmm. like, oh, like I'm not into fashion. I'm like, yeah, but haven't you ever gotten like those new Michael Jordan shoes or the or that those new cool jeans or whatever, and you felt like the shit the next day you know what i mean i'm like good well, guess what yeah you're in the fashion dude exactly you know what i mean like you wear it some <laughs> yeah. some designer out there made those jeans designed those shoes someone had to put it together mm-hmm. like it or not it affects your life yeah mm-hmm. yeah because you walk out putting on like i want to feel really good today so i'm gonna put on that brand exactly. new sneakers that i just bought and make me feel good today. So I'm going to put it, yeah, like, I just got that, so I'm going to make you feel good. Yeah. Hey, hey, actually, I'm glad I got down. I have, like, a hundred questions that I want to ask you. I, I know we're right. Yeah, we're yeah. right at about uh, at, at about the hour, so I did want to be respectful of your time. Um, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, as far as uh, high fashion goes, um, you know mm-hmm. how you see these the high fashion shows and the uh, the outfits are so out there. They are the extreme version. I'm like, and you know, the to the average person, if they see those shows, they're like, nobody would ever wear something like that. Like, why would? You, um, mm-hmm. Are these shows designed uh, to show you this is sort of what the um, the fashion could be in its most extreme form, and then under the idea that it will eventually be tapered down to something that's more consumable by the public? Um, or is it like we're showing you, you know, something outrageous for the sake of art? 
Um, it's a couple of things. So ready to wear shows. There's a, a bunch of different shows now that happen. Um, and then depending on which ones you're looking at, because there is ready to wear shows that's twice a year. Then there's the um, old couture shows that's a little bit more couture. Um, yeah, couture. That's emphasized. what I. That's thank you for. Yeah. That, yeah. The so the old couture shows are they set precedent to what the ready to wear shows will be. Um, so they're like the future of what the ready to wear shows will be like. So. Old couture shows are all, they're handmade. So a lot of houses don't really do that. Um, you have to be, um, there's all these guidelines to what, how different houses, fashion houses have. So um, they are a little bit more, they're higher, they're a little bit more. Actually. Yeah. They are. Um, they're, they're built for the <laughs> that can afford that <laughs> kinds of stuff. <laughs> they really are. Um but if you look at a lot of the haute couture shows as pieces, they are exquisite pieces. These are handmade pieces. Um, and they are made for award shows. These are pieces that are oh. made for events that they need to wear these kinds of things, like for uh, galas sure. and balls, award shows. Um, and they are inspiration for the next show, which is the ready to wear mm. shows that will be coming out. Um, so you can kind of see the inspiration in it for oh, the I see. next show. Um, and even that too, when you see the ready to wear shows, there to be, you can use that as actual, like you can use that on the street, um, just like how they show it. Or you can pull little things from it the way they style so the designers will hire a stylist mm -hmm. for the show so they will style the fashion show you can pull little tiny details that they will use like the way they tuck in a shirt like a french tuck shirt where they only tuck in one side of the shirt and the other side is sticking out or they will uh, tie a scarf on the belt loop. I think that's like the new like Dior way of tying stuff or they'll do a certain way of like styling things. So it's a way where you can pull one way of styling to make it introduced to your um, yeah. way of dressing. So it doesn't seem so over the top. <clears throat> but then if you look at the way fashion is evolving, you'll see it come out. If you look back at fashion, um, at the way uh, cropped jeans are. Um, that's kind of like how people are dressing now, but it was like that before. If you look at fashion shows, a lot of the guys' jeans were actually cropped jeans that they were showing, and people were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> guys, cropped jeans, that's right. only for girls. But now, now all the guys are doing it. Yeah. So it's, it's like... A few years, yeah. but yeah. So that's... Yeah, you see that. <laughs> so you may question it now, but you'll see it trickle down um, to what everybody will be doing in the future. But it's just taking little style ideas from the shows and introducing it into your style. And you don't have to take it all. If you're if you're a huge risk taker, yeah, you're or the big stylist, they'll just like grab everything and they'll wear it. But then for everyone, you can just take little things and introduce it to you. They're just showing you how ah, to wear okay. things for yeah. their shows so that's kind of like how you can think it think of it that's how um a lot of designers like to show you pieces when you're starting to ah. buy their collections and get you excited so, about well, their collections. well thank you for that thank yeah. you for that
I didn't. Uh, yeah. One thing that I like to sh- yeah. I would yeah. like to share, like which yes. is interesting, is so in I want to say it was like the begin, like late '90s, beginning 2000s, where the it was the exit of the high waisted okay. jeans, and it was the introduction of the low. You know, uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier actually created over 1,000 individual costumes for this movie. How many sketches do you think he must have done? Oh, I want to say at least like triple that or maybe more. Oh, my gosh. A thousand? I mean, it's probably like, I mean, I don't. I'm not a fashion designer, but do do you think it's like a team that he works with that like he's like, this is the set inspiration and then he kind of like gives it his okay or or like yeah or something uh he himself created one uh created five thousand sketches and uh (laughs) and he said a thousand costumes is like 10 collections but all for one movie oh my gosh yeah it's pret-a-porter i think it's a pret-a-porter yep yeah Yeah. No. In, in the in the actual industry, do they say prêt-à-porter or do they say ready to wear? They say ready to wear, but in France, it's prêt-à-porter. Gotta be. I was wondering yeah. if anybody would say it like in the office to be fancy, and then everyone's just like, "Oh my god, just call it ready to wear." Stop it. No, it's, Where, it's funny because like yeah. everyone has everyone has like that or has had the experience when you're in an office and someone will use like the term that is the, technically correct but it's like yeah. come on dude like you don't, don't need to use here. that word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now I, I i personally saved the best for last for me now the movie uh it's it's classic it's iconic it's a zoolander right <laughs> but is the lifestyle um kind of similar to what the zoolander lifestyle was like is it full of parties and beautiful people <laughs> tough i think models really do they have tough skin i think they have yeah that's got to really be tough, tough for like for like your whole life everyone's mm-hmm. telling you like you're beautiful or whatever and then like you go to a casting and they're like not you yeah you know oh, what yeah. i mean <laughs> Like, in your hometown, you're like gorgeous, and then right. you go to a big city, and you're like, oh, you're like, whoa, yeah, a million, <laughs> yeah, right? you're a, you're you're a foot shorter than every other person <laughs> exactly. there, right? <laughs> uh, you're just like put side by side with everybody. But I think with right right now with um, designers casting for so many different sizes and so many different colors. I think it's great that we're starting to see a different evolution um, of what models are starting to look like, which is great. And mm-hmm. I think um, how, getting how to so? see that. Um, I think like how Christian Soriano started and doing that is starting to cast for different people um, because who our consumers are, what that really looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And we're starting to see that on the runway, which is great. That's, oh, that's something awesome. that what we should be uh, showing people. Um, yeah. It also helps with the image of the industry as a whole, because, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time there, it, it, it had carried with it a negative connotation. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, all about this and this. And, you know, there was a lot of controversy about, um, uh, you know, the post editing, right? Yeah. Of, 
shapes and everything. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're, when we're creating sizes and sample sizes, it, it was so hard because we're, we're creating things that are a size zero and two. Yeah, it's because we want to save fabric, but that's not the reality. It's really hard. Sometimes it really is hard to design for a fuller size woman. It's another industry. It really is because mm-hmm. it's built a different way um, and it's really specific. And it, it's, even, the, it, even the business uh, model behind it is absolutely different from what I hear. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I think it's pretty amazing where I still don't understand how sewing <laughs> works. I, I mean, I took it in and I was just like, it, it's amazing when I was watching uh, your season and, and some other seasons when they're like fitting these super thin models mm-hmm. and like some of them can't fit in it. And I'm, and I'm, or, and then, I mean, that's not, that's, that's that one part, but also like how I don't understand the wizardry of how they're like, oh, like make this bigger or smaller or fold this and fold and i'm like i don't my mind can't comprehend how (laughs) that works i have no idea Mm -hmm. how that works and i think i don't know what my point is getting but i just i find it amazing that like the artistry part of it even if you're like not into fashion i think you can appreciate that they're especially nowadays they're taking into account all different sizes and you're right like they're they're starting mm-hmm. to look at it, the mass majority of people aren't built like that they're mm-hmm. not five foot ten women oh yeah just walking that are like a hundred pounds or whatever how much they weigh but yeah i think that's pretty that's, that's pretty cool different. that they're yeah. yeah hey what what about men lance what about men i i have always had a problem with the length because it's like <laughs> Yeah, my waistline, they're telling me it should be 32. <laughs> but for some reason, for some reason, you know, with the length, always never, it never, I always have to tailor my, my, my jeans is what I'm trying to tell you. Is what I'm trying to tell you. It should be 32, my, 32. My yeah. legs are short. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty uh, easy. I think that's like a pretty easy fix in the, I don't, I don't sew well, in yeah. the that's, fashion world. <laughs> Well, with Project yeah. Runway, that's how we, we were given our model cards before we even went shopping sometimes, too. So we didn't know who we had our model, what, which model we had sometimes. What's a, so model, what's had, a model card? What um, well, it, was, it showed all of our model measurements. So oh, our models sometimes it. were like lottery. So we didn't know which model we had. And our models oh. were different. We're built different. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone sees, sees people. Sometimes people see models as just being a set size and whatever mm-hmm. as a designer you no. see your model is d- different everyone is built very different yeah. so yep. when we get a model we're looking at a different size mannequin that we have to use and very different gonna lay curves exactly. yeah. yeah um so when we get into the workroom we're like oh my gosh we have this model i didn't buy enough fabric i didn't get this size or i didn't take that into account so fitting someone is very important and what you're creating for your model really makes a difference too so that's that comes with thinking about that too so when you're when you're out just you know what you know uh, normal times obviously but if Mm -hmm. you're out and you're in a bit like you can look at someone and hopefully anyone any of your friends or people that know you are listening like you can look at someone Uh and be like no (laughs) you should like 
that doesn't work, right? I mean, no, like, we you can, right? We all, we I mean, no, we all, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. He, but Keeney has like a trained eye, you know what I mean? Like, he'll he, he can be, he can be like that needs to be one inch shorter, no, that needs to be yes. one inch larger, you know what I mean? Yes, he has the license to do it. He's the one. <laughs> I'm not saying he he's says the one it out loud. Say. I'm saying, like, in his mind, he's like, that is not it's, quite right. You know, or I would add Keeney, something. I think me, I would yeah. add something to it. Like, mm, I see yeah. a lot of times people, I would be like, oh, put this with that instead. Mm, or like, yeah, you've tra- yeah. you you've trans yeah. you've already transcended the whole. No, honey, that does not look good. <laughs> You, or you, like I would want to know why. Like maybe it's something that they feel so comfortable and confident that I want to know why they mm. did something like that. And it could be like I I am so intrigued by sometimes people what they use that I'd want to know like what was their story that you know that mm. made them feel mm-hmm. like that. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it is like I get attracted to people when what they use that I want to ask them like what made you put that on today because it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm like, oh my gosh! I, can, I wish I, I could. Can, it's got to be the way you say it. Thank, thank, like, yeah. oh my gosh! Thank you know? God, Katie, you you're like you're like a very like personable person because I think if most if I went up to someone and was like Why and said the word, they'd be like, you need to like, no. leave me alone. No, the word the words that the words that he said were were um. I want to know what made you think you could win. <laughs> Because their confidence is thinking. like up here, you know, like mm-hmm. they they felt like that. They were like, I'm going to go out looking like this and I feel this way. It could be like, you know, they throw on anything and they, they look good sometimes. I'm like, okay, right, right. maybe I'll try it. <laughs> but it's um, their confidence in it that makes them feel really good. Like, right. you know, <laughs> but um, I think that like opened up this whole discussion of like, or this, like this new thing that I want to say just started like a couple years ago with like athleisure people mm. just starting this or not start just starting but athleisure came about with people use using athletic wear um out as being <laughs> yeah. like yeah. A, a style and they're using yes. like their joggers but they're throwing on like heels and they're using it out as being I, an outerwear you know what i mean like as dinner attire or going out with it or like sweat um what do you call like uh, tights and they're throwing it on with heels and they're putting on like a was it top with it so yes weren't, weren't yoga pants the main culprit there <laughs> yeah yeah they were the that was the one. it's like so, everyone decided that yoga pants are appropriate for any time of the day right? mm-hmm. yeah. so as long as it works. Uh, yeah <laughs> so it's like that it's like making it to appropriate for those kinds My, of pieces well, in your closet <laughs> so uh, i'm sorry thank, thank you for saying that what was Keeney? what was the term athleisure Ath- oh as an athletic leisure yeah athleisure <laughs> oh athleisure okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think uh, what's i'm not her, i'm not down. what's the uh, there's an actress that owns uh she owns fabletics i cannot think of her goldie Hawn's daughter Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, oh, she, her thing is like, that's what it is. It's the poor, it's yeah. the poor man's Lululemon. I mean, it's so, <laughs> it's pretty expensive, from what I hear. Oh, it's yeah. like the wagon to the Mercedes. That's what Fablex. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Keeney. So what? What? Um, I mean, I know that COVID happened. So what? What projects are you like working on? And like, what are you? What are you up to? I mean, I just um, saw you like a a, couple, a month ago or something like that. Yeah. So What's, right now we're working on the Hoku's um that's going to be happening i think in a week i'm working on a couple 
artists, musicians for that. Um, I always dress McKenna for she's host. I think she's hosting it yeah. this year. What's what's the Hoku's? Yeah. Sorry, I'm from um, here. I still the, don't know. <laughs> the Nohoku Hanahano Awards. It's the musicians. Um, yeah. They have it's their awards. Oh, is that uh, like for... the like the Hawaiian version of like the Oscar or not Oscar the, the Grammys? Grammys. Got yes. it. Got Grammys. It. Yep. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and we're working on releasing another Hawaiian collection that should be coming out in October. Um, but and then focusing on uh, our collection for fall for holiday. Man, holiday you're release. busy. You're busy, man. And I, <laughs> I follow you on on uh, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you have yeah. been um, pretty busy with uh, your house too. Right? Yes, <laughs> because I have to stay home a lot. I've just been um, redoing my kitchen. I've been hands-on with redoing my kitchen and yeah. my house. Yeah. Yeah. How does, I can't imagine <laughs> what <laughs> as as a designer, that's got to be like amazing and frustrating because you're like, that line doesn't work. Or, mm-hmm. or <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm looking, get into your, like I'm looking at it now. Your, your kitchen is beautiful. Designer <laughs> Keeney is your, is your Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's freaking beautiful man thank you oh, it's been is that stressful. a whole new niche hmm? is that a whole new niche is that a whole new niche now yeah, i think so it's, In- it's been really fun like doing it and getting into it um we've I been mean, looking at getting into like our fourth, interior design of some sort design, yeah and yeah. just like adding into our um home like Rep- he needs a more mm. home so we are trying to like do more pillows and possibly getting into like dishware and stuff too so i wanted to see what um what entails like home and how to do that so when we did the home my home renovation stuff i wanted to see what architecture is like so that's why i wanted to dive into that a little bit it's it's really it's difficult it's really hard that's awesome um to kind of see it's it's hard because you have to see a project before it's fully developed just like design so Uh um it's almost like the same process but a lot more work Uh, into it and you're living (laughs) in it it. (laughs) yes and i'm living in it (laughs) Uh, but but a different set of a different set of partners all together too if when you're thinking about that they're not for bodies anymore they're you know pillows and textiles and other things right exactly yeah yeah yeah. do you sell your Mm -hmm. your current uh, home or home goods online anywhere? Not yet. We're that's what I was working on. Mm-hmm. I'm possibly seeing that in the future. I wanted to um, dive into like the home renovation first to see, um, and maybe in 2021 we're looking at doing that. And it'll be at kinizamora.com. Yes. Nice. Yep. On our website. Yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. Us know, man. That's that's cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Keep, uh, um, well, well, I just wanted to say. Uh, Thank you again. Uh, this was a lot of fun for Lance. I, I told you, man, Keeney, thank you so much. I told Carl, I was like, dude, no. you guys are going to talk a lot. Yeah. I will be there. And I was like, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry, Keeney. I made you, I, I'm sure you repeated no, a lot of this sorry. stuff before, but it was super fun. Yeah. I had so much fun. Like, I, I love talking in this style too. I love to just chat about everything and go yeah. on for a long time. But I love <laughs> yeah. to share yeah. like, the stories and, you know, what I went through. I think a lot of people don't get to hear it um, mm-hmm. in this yeah. way, you know, and I think a lot of people should. I'm such an open book to all of this. I think that it needs to be shared and yeah. in any capacity I can. Well, when you, when you were, when you shared with us when, when uh, I was there filming you, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, it's so cool because, like you said, you know, earlier in the conversation, you have these these shows are like edited, mm-hmm. so you think you know this person or the situation, but we only saw one one hundredth of what you experienced, if even that, right? I mean, yeah. we never I, saw your PA. We didn't know where you lived. We didn't know you <laughs> didn't have a cell phone. You didn't have a TV. Like, no, we didn't know that, right? Exactly. And, and a lot of the things that you see on TV is is edited. And going yep. through it, halfway through it, is you have, you're thinking about it too. You're like, okay, I can get cut literally <laughs> cut into pieces like your your voice and your editing can get cut into pieces mm-hmm. so you have to really watch what you're saying yeah they can and make that's... you an evil person right? <laughs> exactly i mean it yeah. could be like keeny yeah. zamora he's the meanest it and it's just like yeah <laughs> reconstructing you to be like no you're the you know like you're mm-hmm. a bad person yeah and, but we're we're really happy that you know you went through that whole process and uh you were on the show because you like I said before, you know, I kind of joked about it, but you know, you did bring it back home for Hawaii. And I hope next time I hope I hope we can revisit with you again because I think there's a little thing that or a big thing that we haven't really even touched upon. And that's when you did come back home. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, you really immersed yourself back into the culture and you gave back, especially with all of your recent restoration projects with the with the Queen's um uh, you know, gown, the outfit, and everything. Yeah, um, that was a that was a couple of years ago now. But those are things that I would love. That's a whole episode yes. on its own. <laughs> yeah, we got to get it. It really is. Yeah, it really the whole episode. And that's why I'm I'm hoping. Uh, yes, keep, please know this is an open invitation. We'd love for you to come back and um, be able to uh, expound more wisdom and more of your uh, great stories and laughter and especially talk about Hawaii. Oh, sure. Yes, I yeah. will be back. Oh, man. Um, that is probably some of the most fun I've had doing this. No, it's great. To be honest with you. Only recently within the last decade, a little bit over that, did we start coming into culinary. But, um, you know, Kini just put Hawaii on the map as far as fashion goes. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's huge. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. But I'll tell you this. I can't wait for him to come back. So I'm glad he agreed to that. I can't wait for it. And um, I, I'm glad everyone was here f- to listen to Keeney. Yep. And we'll be back next week with another podcast. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that was a good ending on my part. 